0: We're talking
1: about practice, man. But we're talking about practice right now.
0: We're talking about practice. You play to win the game. Hello?
1: You play to win the game. You are tuned into Straight Bed Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. That's right. Wednesday night, just past 9 p.m., you already know what it is. You are tuned in to Straight Bed Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We are coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, as we do every single Wednesday night. The usual suspects up in the building, Rob G, directly in front of me. Quan 59 behind the big board, doing what he does every single week for us. Zach, the intern, is out, guys. He took his second shot. He said the whole body's hurting. He's feeling that he couldn't come in. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. It sounds like you got a lot of excuses, man. You've been sick a few times here, but it's all good, man. We'll see you next week back in the studio. Rob and I back in the studio after a one-week hiatus after doing our live remote. It was a mess. It was crazy, I know, but it was a fun night, man. Good times as well. Electric Company's back out there at the horse trailer hideout doing their thing again. The lights are, de- are tied 1-1. We'll talk about that later, but we got a good show on top for you guys tonight. We have Las Vegas Aces' own rookie, Sydney Slocum, that's going to join us via Skype here shortly. Not only that, returning vet. Emma Cannon, also from the Las Vegas Aces, joining us here shortly on the live video feed. But fellas, you guys good? Rob, how's your night going? Good, good. Ready to get going tonight?
0: Ready to be happy to be back in the studio after last week, right? I mean, no, it was fun. It was, it was fun, fun,
1: but it was a crazy night, man.
0: It was crazy having to put uh yourself on mute after every time we done talking. <laughs> it's all good. We made it happen. It was fun. Um support. shout out
1: to Electric Company for yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. And, uh, for doing hideout.
0: Giving us some giveaways and funny uh, thing you
1: uh you had a friend that's the owner, right?
0: Right. Uh, it's crazy. Small world, but yeah. It's Ended awesome knowing man. the owner.
1: It's crazy how that worked out. But like I said, once again, we are coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. If you're watching this you're watching us live on the Gorilla Cross Radio app, GuerrillaCross.com, or if not, on any Gorilla Cross pages. And what I mean by that is if you go to YouTube, look at Gorilla Cross. We are live there right now. The Gorilla Cross page on Facebook and Twitter as well. And believe it or not, we're even on Twitch, I believe, from time to time. So that's pretty cool. If you guys like Twitch and you want to check that out, do so. If not, go to the Apple Play Store and download the app now, Gorilla Cross Radio, or the Google Play Store and do the same thing. But, Rob, before we get into our first guest of the night... Like we do every week, man. We got to give a big shout out to Joshua Lafon. If you can go ahead and play our sponsor feed there, and then we'll get into our sponsored featured guest of the evening. We are brought to you by Joshua Lafon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their homeownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua Lafon today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua Lafon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call 702-813-0533. Now, be- before we get into our guest, I-, I made a mistake and the guys just checked me on it. It's all good. I apologize. Destiny Slocum is going to be joining us here shortly. I do apologize, got that name wrong. But without further ado, the lights are losing two one. We'll talk about that later. But now let's get into our feature guest of the evening. Big shout out to John Jiggy Maxwell for hooking us up, media relations guy over at the Las Vegas Aces. We greatly appreciate you. But ladies, welcome to the show. I hope you're having a great evening. I hope you're having a good night. I hope you had a good day because I know it was a day off. But let's go ahead and get the show started. We have Las Vegas Aces' own Destiny Slocum, our rookie, and our returning vet, Emma Cannon, joining us as well. Welcome to the show, ladies. How are you doing tonight? Good. Thanks
2: for having us. Good. Good. Yeah, thank you.
1: So let's get right to it. What are you guys more excited about with the season right around the corner your training camp is over. You guys made the final cuts. Some people didn't make it, but hey, you guys are here. You're part of the Aces. What are you guys looking forward more to than anything moving into the season? Who wants to go first? Go ahead, take it. Go ahead,
2: Emma. Go ahead,
3: Ruth. Okay. Oh.
1: Uh,
3: always the first game. You know, um, you know always... Coming in after training camp, like you said, you know, finally making the roster, you know, going through those first two weeks are always, you know, mentally, physically and emotionally hard. So, you know, finally getting that first real game under your belt is always amazing.
1: So, Emma, since we started with you before we get with Destiny, since you decided to go first, real quick for the people out there that don't know much about you, let them know a little bit about your collegiate career. Not only that, where you played high school. And you weren't initially drafted in the WNBA, correct? I think you were signed as an undrafted free agent in Phoenix. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, that's right. Um, I played at uh, School of the Arts for high school. I ended up going to University of Central Florida for college, I ended up transferring my senior year to Florida Southern College, and then after that, I went straight overseas. I was overseas for about seven seasons before uh, Sandy ended up uh, calling me and asking me to come to training camp, and then um, I made my first you know, WNBA team.
1: Nice, nice. So, how excited are you to return to the Aces? You didn't play much. I believe you only played a few seconds of the final game last year after coming out of quarantine and going into the bubble, but... You you made some noise in the playoffs. You you were there. You were vocal. What are you more excited about now? Knowing hey, I got my second opportunity here. I'm not quarantined. I'm gonna start from the get. What are you trying to accomplish this season?
3: Uh, I just want to finish where we started last year. You know, uh, coming into that that season, those girls, you know, and what they they already had established, and then helping them get to where we were last year, like making it to the finals. Like it sucks that we we didn't get to. Finish it off, but you know, I'm here now in the beginning of the season, and I'm just excited, you know, just to help in any way possible to accomplish that goal and that's win a championship.
1: Once again, we are joined by Las Vegas Aces own Emma Cannon and Destiny Slocum. Gotta make sure I get the name right and don't mess it up. But now, let's go ahead and move on next to Destiny. Let's get a little bit about you, Destiny. You are a rookie. But you also played at three different colleges, which is very rare for a collegiate athlete. But with the transfer portal and all that nowadays, it's more common. Talk a little bit about your college career and how excited you are that you got drafted and now you're here and you made that final cut.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I think everybody's, you know, dream is to play at the highest level. Um, And for women's basketball, that's the WNBA. And uh, I couldn't be more thankful, you know, just the. Wisdom and individuals that are around me, Um, you know, I've learned so much. They've been so um, helpful for me throughout this entire month process of training camp and um, to be able to make it this far, you know, is a blessing in itself. And my college career has done nothing but prep me um, for whatever is ahead. So I'm very thankful.
1: So you talked about your college career prepping you now. Are you going to take anything from your game from college and try to adapt it into the, this pro league now, into the WNBA? Or is it a little bit of both where you're just going to try to use what you have and absorb more of the new stuff you're going to learn from some of these vets on the team? Uh,
2: You know, definitely. I think it's both. Uh, I think you bring what you have, your strengths to your strengths. Um, and then throughout, you know, your growth and, and you navigating, you know, professional basketball, uh, you work on your weaknesses and try to turn them into strengths. You know, and that's my mindset. In this entire journey is uh, to get better each day, learn from the people that came before me, um, how they do it easier will help them. Um, But also, you know, uh, do what you do best um, and don't let don't shy away from those.
1: Question for you. Is it true that you're the first? I'm not sure if it's female athlete or or athlete to get drafted. Yeah, female athlete, obviously, to get drafted into the WNBA from Idaho. Uh,
2: Yes, I believe so.
1: How's that? How do you? How does that make you feel? Because I know you, I believe you were on the news and stuff like that. So like, how how does that make you feel? Especially where you were you getting a lot of calls back home when you got drafted. I mean, how did that go for you on draft day?
2: Um, you know, it was it was really an honor. I think when I look back, uh, the amount of people that told me uh, I would never make it out of Idaho if I wanted to play women's basketball, that no one had ever done it before. Um, And to be able to do so many things, I think I was the first McDonald's All-American men or women, you know, from Idaho, too. And so to be able to knock down these barriers and these walls that people kind of denied when I was younger, uh, it's fun each and every day. So I hope I can keep doing that.
1: So what are both you? Let me let me let me backtrack. What have you both enjoyed more from camp? Both of you, whoever wants to go first. And I know especially for you, Destiny, you're coming into a team that's got Liz Cambage. You know what I mean? She's an experienced super vet. You got Asia Wilson, what, MVP, rookie of the year. I mean, you know what you got that in experience. Obviously, Angel's down now, which it sucks because, you know, she's a huge part and a huge vet for that team as well. But what did you guys enjoy more about training camp, aside from the grind and obviously learning the X's and O's of your new coach? What did you enjoy most about the training camp? I could start. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. I think for me, it was really just seeing how, I mean, obviously, as you said, this team is filled with so much talent. Um, was it three, four, or three number one picks, four number one picks in the draft? You know, like so, yeah. How, just looking at them and how they go about their day. How do you prep for practice, you know? Um, I think that's my biggest thing during training camp, that I've watched these people on TV. I've watched them go through their careers. I've watched people talk about them. But to see how they got where they are and everyone on our team in general, how they made uh, years work in the league. Uh, I think that's been the most beneficial and fun part for me, especially as a rookie, just to watch them work.
1: Emma.
3: Um, For me, I would say just getting to know everybody individually. Like I said, I've, I've got to meet them last year, but being in the bubble, that's a totally different environment. So like actually being here in Las Vegas and seeing everybody and actually getting to know them for who they are off the court, that's
1: been something big for me. And, and and I know I said it off air, but I need to say it on air. Click clack cannon. That's her <laughs> idea. That's yeah. her handle. That 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 handle is just classic. I'm never gonna forget that. Now, Emma, you talked about the bubble. So it's good to be able to have someone on the show that was actually a part of that WNBA bubble. Can you talk about that experience a little bit and how it was?
3: Um, I feel like it was just different. You know, you're not being able to go anywhere, not being able to have your family come see games or your friends there. Like, you're there with your teammates and other players and also being in an area where you do see referees come off the like off the elevator. So, if you did have them on your game, you'd be like, oh, you know, I should say <laughs> something, but I ain't going to do that. But, you know, it, it was totally different, you know. And um, I feel like mentally – and, and it, was a, it was a little harder for a lot of people. Um, but it was just something that, you know, you had to be there to experience to actually get the whole handle
1: on it. Now, another question I have for you too, Emma, all right? I, I saw the picture. I'm not going to post it on here, but I saw the Media Day picture where you're in between Jackie and Asia. Talk about the pose. What what, what was the hand about? That was you in well, the middle, oh, right? Oh, yeah, what yeah. was the hand oh,
3: about? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we actually... Um, Me, Jackie, Asia, uh, D-Rob, and L.A. got really close last year in the bubble, so, like, um... We have our little our little crew, so we were able to take some pictures together. So you know, you know we had to get that rocking real quick. <laughs> if you guys
1: haven't looked it up, go on Twitter, go on their IGs, it's on there. It's, it's it's an awesome picture. I just love how you guys enjoy yourself and actually it's just fluid and it's normal. You can see that. Once again, yeah. we are here on Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We are joined by Las Vegas Ace's own Destiny Slocum and Emma Cannon. Now, Destiny, I do have a question for you. What are your plans? aside from the WNBA. And what I mean by that, a lot of WNBA women that play don't stay locally. They go overseas once the season is over. They continue to play, um, whether it's the financial part of it or just because they have better opportunities overseas. Have you been approached by any other organizations or are you allowed to do anything like that even though you're just a rookie? Or have you even thought about that or is it just too soon for you?
2: Um, no, I actually already signed a contract uh, to play in oh. Turkey after the WNBA season. Damn, so that's my kind of plans All already. Right.
1: Nice, nice. Now, have you talked to any of, the, uh, of, your, of your other um, um, teammates that have already played overseas? Because I know a lot of them do um, and what their experiences are just to get you prepped.
2: Yeah, no, I've asked a couple of them, um, just Turkey in general, specifically, too. I mean, I know the basketball there is really good, but it's a different culture. It's a different lifestyle, you know, and just had to prep for that. Um and what kind of resources are out there. And so they're all very uh well adapted to those overseas playing and things like that. So I have a good amount of people I can ask what's going on. So it's been nice.
1: Well ladies, it's been amazing. I'm so glad that you joined us tonight. But before I let you both go I want to get a statement from each of you. What can the fans expect from both of you this season and moving forward? It's been already said. Mark Davis said 2,000 fans are going to be in the stadium. It's going to be all season ticket holders, so you know you're going to have diehard fans there. What can the fans expect from both of you? Go ahead, whoever wants to go first. Go ahead, Dez.
2: I think just a lot of energy and playmaking. Um, I think being a rookie, um, you have to know what's best and how to set – your best players up and how to get people their best shots, especially being a point guard. So my goal is just to bring energy every day, a positive attitude um, and,
3: you know, make some plays out there.
1: There we go. There we go. Emma, your turn, your shot.
3: I'm bringing the energy. And I'm bringing the guns. That's what they hey, say. Look you know, at I'm
1: that. All day. <laughs> she yeah. bringing the guns as well. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be here. I'll let that'll let you pump the guns. Right. That's it. But ladies, <laughs> once again, I greatly appreciate both of you coming on tonight. Let everyone know where they can find you aside from the IG handles or the Twitter. Anywhere else that they can find you on social media. IG. All right. Uh, Click, you clack.
3: can find me on TikTok,
1: Destiny Slocum. It's
3: pretty
2: simple.
1: You said TikTok? You said TikTok?
2: I 50,000 followers, like, they're like, but I'm trying to grow
1: it. Okay, there we go. TikTok. We got to grow the TikTok. <laughs> all right, ladies, have a great night. Thank you so much. We'll see you out there and best of luck this season. All right? Peace.
0: Thank you. Peace. Thanks for having
1: us. That was fun, man. That was fun. That was fun. Good little conversation, chopping it up. I like the WNBA. Thank you, know, thank you John Maxwell, again. You know, he's allowed me to cover them since day one. Um, I know Quan's still waiting for your email response, so hopefully uh, you got that email. If not, just go ahead and go through the, the spam or the junk email there. You might find it spam. from a few years back. But no, 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 real talk, man. Great stuff there. If you guys are fans, please support. I mean, if you're not a WNBA fan, I get it. It's not for everyone. You know, not everyone likes to watch women's basketball. Nothing against that. It's not for
0: everyone. What's uh? But, what's the attendance? You said 2,000? Uh,
1: yeah, Mark Davis came out yesterday, and they did the attendance that they got approved for 2,000 people. Um, the way they're doing it is basically they're going to do season ticket holders only, which is that's pretty much about the amount of season ticket holders they have, about 2,000 people, give or take. Um, but the tickets are free. Um, uh, Ms. Ball and D on her show earlier No Plays Off was talking about it, how she got her kit Because she's a season ticket holder um, They gave them Asia Wilson and Liz uh, Cambage Bobblehead dolls and some other stuff Which nice. is pretty cool um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it Parking as well is going to be included uh, They're not going to charge for parking So that's pretty cool we will be credentialed you already know that so we'll be there definitely i'm trying to get you into the wnba scenes just so you can see what i'm talking about man the aces are legit i mean last year i haven't looked at the odds this season and i should have but last year they were the favorite for a reason they had some injuries it sucks but it is what it is now before we move away from that though i do want to talk about the wnba a little bit real quick uh 25th anniversary obviously coming up right i mean start of the season here um 25 years man June 21st, 1997, right? Inglewood, California, Great Western Forum. I'll never forget the reason being that was the place to be at that time. It was the first game ever. First game ever for the WNBA. It was a Sparks versus a New York Liberty. You had Lisa Leslie and Rebecca Lobo, two of the biggest names in women's basketball in general at that time, going against each other in Hollywood, basically, right in LA. You're right across through from Hollywood Park at the time, the racetrack and all that that was there. I got season tickets as a kid because my neighbor across the street from me bought some, and they also had a raffle that they won, and their son didn't want to go alone. So lucky me, I got hooked up. I'll never forget that. That I'll never forget going to that game and just being there and seeing that atmosphere. It was it was a little bit over two thousand people, so it wasn't anything crazy. Two thousand people for the Great Western Forum is like just the bottom row, if anything. Right. But it was a fun atmosphere, bro. And I'm glad to see where it's grown and what it's become. Obviously, they still got a long way to get paid. You know what I mean? They were talking about earlier. Highest max contract is two hundred
0: twenty-one thousand, right? WNB, yeah.
1: As where the NBA super max is hundred and something or nine hundred
0: twenty-one million. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's it's insane numbers. It's it's a big difference. But just wanted to give a shout out to a lot of the old school players, man, that I remember growing up. Obviously, Lisa Leslie, Rebecca Lobo, Tina Thompson, Cheryl Swoops, Cynthia Cooper with the Comets. I believe they won three Houston. Comets. They don't even exist anymore. But the Houston Comets won three championships in a row. I think she was the MVP three years in a row. Diana Taurasi, she's Argentinian, Italian, American. She's a baller, bro. If you know her, she's known as the Kobe Bryant of the WNBA. Like, literally, she is one of the GOATs. She's amazing. Penny Tyler, who scored the first ever points for the LA Sparks in that game, just it's it, I don't know, man. I like the WNBA. I hope that people start to support it more out here in Vegas. Not only that, Mark Davis is now the owner of the Las Vegas Aces, if you guys did not know that. Raiders owner Mark Davis is now the owner. He's taken over the team. He just hired their new team president, former LSU coach, Nikki Fargus. Bill Lambier was the team president and the coach, so now this kind of relieves a little bit off of his shoulders. You know what I mean? They bring in yeah. someone that's experienced in the women's college game
0: they're always right there they're always right there so i think that that, that'll be a that that'll be you know he can solely focus on you know getting this team over the hump because they've got a good squad um the
1: last two years they've been amazing
0: yeah they've been amazing and they just haven't been able to kind of get over that i mean obviously they made it to the what they made it was the finals last they made it to the finals finals last year right so i mean it's a good move it's a good move to maybe take that off of his plate so that he can solely focus on getting this team a ring
1: of course man and man. not only that he's bringing the mentality i was talking to uh, one of the media guys i guess his his thoughts are you know how with the raiders is once a raider always a raider so this year they're having a campaign where they're going to go back to their utah stars days cuz this was originally the utah stars this franchise so, they're going to be doing some, I guess, stuff throughout the year commemorating that, like, you know, remembering the seasons because of the 25th anniversary with the WNBA as well. So, Mark Davis is getting involved in that. And he's saying he wants to bring that Raider mentality, that once a Raider, always a Raider. So, basically, now once you're an ace, you're always an ace. That's pretty cool, bro. I like that. You're trying to change that mentality, you're trying to change the culture. If you're a Raider fan and you have daughters and they like basketball, hey, why not, you know, get them get them on this? You might not be able to go to the games right now, obviously, because like I said, it's all going to be only for the season ticket holders. But once things start to open up and they start allowing more people, go check it out, man. The games aren't that expensive. They're actually pretty fun.
0: Bro. They moved from Utah or San Antonio? The last
1: time was San Antonio, but this, this they originally started, I believe it was in Utah. They were the gotcha. Utah Stars. But... Gotcha. WNBA, check them out, man. Support them. I like it. You got you got a daughter, bro. I got two daughters.
0: Yep. You know what I mean? It's uh it's it's good to get them out there and and possibly watch some games and you know, show them the possibilities. The possibilities
1: are endless, right? So right. we'll see what happens there. Obviously, if you guys aren't a fan, I get it. No one's gonna push anything down your throat. But IFL, we talked about that, you and I. Internet what well, in- in- indoor football league, right? So I got a chance to go yesterday to the press conference that they had at, was uh, at the Dollar Loan Center that they're creating for the Silver Knights. It's, it's a nice facility. Obviously, it's it's still not
0: complete. Is it right next to the Raiders facility?
1: Uh, The practice facility, it's not too far from it, but it's in that same area. So you know where Green Valley Ranch Casino is? Yep. It's right across the street where the little amphitheater used to be at. They tore that down to build that.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a cool little spot. They had the whole dirt area lot. You know, sprayed painted like the you know the yard markers and everything. They had the field goal post hanging. They let the media kick some field goals. It's going to be
0: specifically for this squad or or for this for this team, or are these a multi-purpose? Obviously, multi-purpose. So no, it's gonna.
1: It was originally just going to be for the Silver Knights. You know, the the basically the IHL team that they have here, their farm system basically. Um, which is really popular, dude. And they're doing really good right now as well. Even playing at the Orleans, I think that's where they're at right now mm-hmm. temporarily. But it can also fit this type of football league. Now, originally, if you all know, it was the, the AFL, the Arena Football League. This league has basically been starting this year been 13 years, right? So this is their 13th season. When, when, when the Vegas team comes in, it'll be their 14th season. 18th team that's going to be added to the league. They're talking about even more expansion, Cool thing about it, too, I was talking to the league commissioner right afterwards. They kept some of the team name. Remember the Arizona Rattlers? Yep. Super popular name. Why not keep it? Not only that, they have three teams in Arizona. Three teams in Arizona because Arizona loves that arena-type style football. And, and it's, it's shown with the Rattlers. Now, I asked him, what are the biggest differences, obviously, between arena and, and the indoor league? He said, there's not much. Everything is pretty much the same. Um, some of the rules, I guess he said, have been tweaked. He didn't give me details on that, exactly what they are. But he said the style of game, the fast-pacedness of it, the way it is, it's awesome. Um, he said, "What was he saying? He was saying that um, it's a party. It's no, we're looking to bring a party, and eventually a game's gonna break out. That's what he told <laughs> me. That's exactly what he told me, and that's awesome. That that's his slogan. That's his model. They want to bring that excitement. Now I saw the little picture, the plan, the layout that they have. It's gonna look nice." We talked to Bill Foley afterwards. I finally got a chance to actually get in front of this guy. You know, it's hard sometimes, especially when I used to go to the Knights games. You can never really see the guy because he wasn't in the locker room or areas like that. But we got to speak to him a bit. I got to ask him a few questions about, you know, the plans for the team and things like that. I even asked him if he's possibly thinking about getting Al Davis involved because he's already talked to. I'm sorry, Mark Davis, because he even wants Mark Davis to bring the aces to go play at the dollar loan center. So that's a whole other conversation in itself. But I asked him if he would possibly, you know, bring him into this venture, collaborate with the Raiders at some point. Obviously, probably not going to happen because of the whole NFL thing. NFL probably doesn't want to get involved in that. Um, But Quan, if you could put up that video for us real quick that I sent you earlier. It's very quick. Just ask him a few questions. Got to see what he, you know, what he thought about this franchise and what could we expect? So here's a Golden Knights owner, Bill Foley, speaking to us yesterday at the event. Bill, so a lot of people say that you guys created the blueprint on what an expansion franchise should be. Teams want to come here and play now. What can everyone expect with the new expansion franchise with the IFL now? This, with this franchise, playoffs yeah. in three, cup in six. All right, there we go. Yeah. Aside from the Aces, any plans of collaborating with the Raiders with this team? I'd love to collaborate with the Raiders, I'd love to have them coach it, run it. <laughs> Do do everything use, use their facility. I don't. I don't think to be
0: too enthusiastic, too enthusiastic about that. But I'd love to get have Mark Davis uh, be involved with this team. There you go. I, I mean, he, it's obviously he, everyone's dream, right? To get the NFL team. That's you know, I, obviously it's a, per, it's a it's a it's a perfect for you know Raiders' first season here, yeah. and you you want to collaborate with them. Um, but yeah, that 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 is gonna be a sticky situation when it comes to the NFL.
1: The NFL is gonna say something about it, definitely. Because if they're not affiliated with the IFL, why would they want one of their teams or one of their owners affiliating with them? Now, maybe doing something locally, like the Lights used to do with the Knights and the Knights used to do with other teams, you know, UNLV sports and stuff like that, or the Aviators. You know, I can see something like that, but like collaborating, collaborating, like...
0: I, I, you mentioned it, but I, I think uh the lights, maybe, you know, partnering with them to kind of put people in the stands and stuff like that. And maybe doing like a cross promotion, uh, cross board promotion would be actually kind of interesting. Some to type you know.
1: of giveaways in the game or something like that. Yeah, possibly. I mean, just a so, T-shirt with both of the logos on it. Type. So of each games. of them
0: support each other, yeah. you know, because, it, you know, the lights kind of have already foundation. But when we, when we talk about indoor football in Vegas, I, I mean, think about it, the gladiators. It was the, okay. So it was it the Gladiators, and then it was it the Outlaws? The Outlaws, right? It yeah, wasn't there one in between, I think. But it, it typically hasn't been successful, right? And then you're gonna—I
1: went to a few Outlaws games. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, remember going th- to a they few. Were, they were decent, but you didn't really get the type of people in the fan in the stands because the the promoting wasn't there. It was a lot different. It was it was too much free giveaway type of stuff. And what I mean by that, they were just handing tickets out to try to get people there. They weren't making it exciting for you to be there. It was like, uh, if I got nothing to do, I got a ticket. I'm gonna go tonight, type of thing. You know what I mean?
0: I, I, it's it's interesting to see how the, the owner of the night, uh, the the Golden Knight stepped in. And, and and you know, obviously, there's plenty of money backing that. But
1: well, Chuck Brennan too from Dollar Loan Center, the founder and CEO, which is crazy. He he jumped into with it. So you know, it's, it's obviously Bill Foley's gonna have most of the money. We know that. But it, it's a joint partnership that they're doing together.
0: I'm interested to see how it's going to play out because I I don't know. We've seen the other two teams that we just talked about and they haven't really panned not They didn't pan out, right? And now we have this coming in here. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see.
1: They also asked him about soccer. I didn't get this on video, but they asked him about soccer. He said that he honestly feels that if soccer gets here, it's going to be bigger than anything. And I'm like, no. For soccer, I mean, it's going to be big. Don't get me wrong. He was also trying to say that he was trying to get an MLS team to come play possibly at Allegiant Stadium. He was trying to go against the whole lights proposal with Brett Lashbrook and all that, which is not go against. But he kind of jumped in the pool and said, hey, here's what I got. This is my idea. This is my proposal. What do you think? So I don't know. If you think about it, look at what they've done with the Silver Knights. Right. Very, very popular. Not only that, like I said, they basically created the blueprint to what an expansion franchise should be and should become. Right. They went to the cup in the first year and they've been a playoff type championship team every single year after
0: that. Best team in the NHL. Best team
1: in the NHL as I like Jose to call said it. it. I said it. But <laughs> I'm just saying I I I don't see how how you how you, I mean if if anyone thinks that this is going to fail, I don't know how you could say that with 100% certainty knowing what Bill Foley and the Knights have done in general in this city. Right? I mean yeah, I It's t- I mean I'm not saying that it won't fail, but I, I mean for people that say oh it's not going to work right off the bat
0: I, I'm kind right. of one of those people, really? to be honest with you. Why? Yeah, Why? I, uh, How? I, I don't, Just based on you know history, like we just talked about, the last two teams, uh, the Outlaws and the Gladiators, it just didn't pan and out. It was a they, different
1: league, though. Remember, Arena they, Football, Indoor Football League, two different owners, two different commissioners, two different styles.
0: I feel like it's just because we say the NFL, well, the, obviously the NFL's here, but now we're talking about the A's, right, which we'll talk, probably talk about in we'll a little get, bit. Yeah, we'll definitely but get to that. But you talk about the M, you know MLB moving here, it, and it's just like, well... Any sport can survive in Vegas, right? And I think that that's a little bit of a reach. Obviously, hockey took off. The Silver Knights, are, you know, are, are doing well. You know, that's gonna that's gonna looks like it's gonna pan out. Yeah. Um. But once that
1: stadium opens, guys.
0: Yeah, and obviously the NFL is gonna pay, play out, and then we got the we got the what is it the 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 Sphere being built right now where yeah, possibly an NBA possibly, team yeah. can move in, um, and then with well, the A's, you know, I, I don't think every sport can work out here, especially if. If you you're gonna have major teams, major all four, almost all four, possibly all four major leagues here, right? When you talk to NBA, you know NFL, uh, possibly MLB, all that, and then you know obviously of NHL. So it's gonna be interesting to see if all that can survive, you know, with possibly four major sports here. I know a lot has to play out. Don't get me wrong. I know we only have you know two major sports here, but Vegas is blowing up, and I just think that I don't know if there's enough room for an inter- for an indoor uh, football league that's gonna last past maybe two years
1: wow two
0: years that's all you give it uh, yeah I'll, I'll put two years on it mark it down no so I you guys are
1: interested in and in, in not letting that happen and, and, <laughs> and trying to make this league and this team last uh vegasindoorfootball.com deposits start at lowest 50 bucks man that's not bad if you want to at least try it out and check it out for the first season it's 50 bucks. It's not that bad, you know what I mean? I I think I think it's going to work out. I don't think it's going to be the greatest thing ever to be honest with you because you're still going to have the Raiders here being the number one overall football attraction. If UNLV football does start to get better with Marcus Arroyo, which is yet to be seen, that can also possibly overshadow it as well. So, do I think that they have a lot of work to do and and, and they're, you know, it's going to be tough, definitely. But if anyone can do it and anyone can make it work, it's Bill Foley. In my opinion, I honestly think that it, they got the right guy to try to do it. And if you're the commissioner, I mean Todd Tyrone from from, from um, the IFL, how do you not say yes to Bill Foley, right? Like Bill Foley comes and says, "Hey, I want to buy an expansion franchise and I want to have a team in, in Vegas." How do you not say no to that, right? I mean, how, how do you say how do you I mean how do you say no to that? Is what I'm saying. Like you have to say yes.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think I probably ruined our credentials as well. if They listened to that. right so, <laughs> Saying that uh, it's only going to last. still good.
1: Remember Right, right, right. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, I had fun out there, bro. Got to see a lot of people, spoke to a lot of people out there. We're going to have Jesse Merrick back on the show soon. Remember Jesse? We had him on a while back, NBC News 3. Um, he's, been he co- awesome. he's been covering the Silver Knights. So I told him, hey, man, I haven't been doing any coverage on the Silver Knights. I haven't had an opportunity to go out there. Even though I know I can get the creds, I just haven't done it. So I want to have him on the show to talk about that as well. Tim Tebow.
0: That's what you want to jump to? That's your transition? That's it. That's Tim your transition. Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow. Because
1: I wanted to catch you off guard.
0: Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> this would caught everyone off guard. I I'm as it's getting eight it, years. It, what's that? Eight years. Oh, it's been since he's played in the NFL, yeah. Eight years. It, it seems shorter <laughs> than that, right? But it's been eight years. And uh it seems to be the talk of the town, right? Anytime you put on the AM radio, at least you hear about it once or another show that's going to talk about it when they come on the air. And I, it's obviously he has Florida ties with, you know, obviously uh, Urban Meyer. Correct. right? And it's been eight years <laughs> and he couldn't make it as a quarterback. They tried to make him not to say make him, but they transition, you know, try they, to transition, they try him, to transition and him he into, it, he, into and him he, it. he wasn't with it because he felt like, you know, he, he was too good for that. Right. And that he's a quarterback and now he's open and willing, right. After having an okay, a D I'll say, okay. MLB triple double a, whatever he made it minor to, right. League minor, career. minor league career. Just call it that. Um, <laughs> I think it's this is just a this is just a a a plan to put people in the seats uh which I, honestly I don't think you have to really try too hard no matter what NFL see, I mean there's some NFL teams that you have to really try hard but
1: no, no you got Trevor this, Lawrence Well yeah th- this season specifically
0: <laughs> when people are can't wait to get into the seats right yeah. um but not to put people in the seats but more to sell jerseys to get to to generate interest other than obviously Trevor Lawrence and, and everything that's going on with Urban Meyer and stuff like that so is he gonna play i i it I, you know the first thing that comes to my mind when i would look at this whole thing is is rudy right it's, rudy. Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's like a rudy he scenario has to make
1: the team exactly right.
0: exactly he's gonna be trying to make the team he's probably he gonna can make get the cut. practice he squad. Can get cut, you know and, what i mean and he especially with the COVID things now where you can take up what like two extra players like every so week on a jersey
1: with no name on it or right and then just
0: <laughs> and then just have the crowd chatting tebow tebow and then like the offensive oh, coordinator looks over to the head coach, and he just waves them in, and he <laughs> runs in, you know, on the kickoff with like ten seconds left or whatever. And he
1: gets a fumble.
0: <laughs> he'll, he'll record a reception yeah. for like nine yards, and the clock runs out. Right. That's how I see this playing out because I don't I don't understand other uh, other than trying to sell man. jerseys and, and 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 attract attention, uh, the reason why they're even giving this guy a shot.
1: Rudy. So Rudy, obviously. The next question is this: how, how do we even ask this? Like the whole Kaepernick thing, right? Like I, I've been going back and forth don't on this. I go down that road. I know. I'm. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, we I,
0: go down. I'm just saying. Like, I
1: know. I, I. I understand exactly what you're saying, but I've been going back and forth on this. I've seen it on social media. There's groups that I'm in. People talk about it. You know, people say it's privilege. People say it's this, is that. I'm not gonna walk down that road either. The only thing that I will say is that, yes, Colin Kaepernick should have had an opportunity a long time ago. Who knows if he even wants to play now, right, at this point? Like, I'm not saying that people aren't trying to give him a shot. Maybe he don't even want to play. I don't know. Now, with the whole Tebow thing, there's just so much around it. One, he still has to make the team like I was saying earlier. They signed him to a deal. I get that. That doesn't mean he's going to play. That doesn't mean he's actually going to ever probably even see the field. He might even get cut during training camp, during preseason. We don't know that. But then his ties with Urban Meyer, obviously, you know how I feel about that guy. We're not going to talk about that. But I agree with a lot of other people that that I've heard and I've spoken with. And what I mean by that is that it's a circus. It's a sideshow. That's the only reason he was signed. It's not about who's better. It's not who's a better athlete. It's not about white or black, in my opinion. I just think that it was a sideshow. They're trying to sell tickets. It's Jacksonville they have a new coach you have trevor lawrence it is tebow he played at florida he played under urban meyer if you you want me to be honest i don't even think the guy's gonna make the team i honestly think he's gonna be back in the booth talking about college football sec network on espn all over again if i'm being real with you i don't even think the guy's gonna make the team so i just think we're making a lot of it and i think it sucks because tebow's getting put in that and it's like you people are like oh you know Uh, somebody tweeted out. I forgot from what team it was. I can't wait to play Jacksonville. Like, come on, man. Seriously, that's what we're that's what we're coming to. You know what I mean? That's all I'm
0: saying. Like, I know you disagree with Urban Meyer hire. Urban Meyer hire. Right? We we talked about that. But this this team, you know, having Trevor Lawrence, you know, a, a a once in a generation. Not say generation. Don't get me wrong. But once maybe in a decade quarterback right that's you know coming off a great college career um and it's just this is a huge distraction and it's a it's a it's the direction you don't want to be going in if you're Jacksonville so I'm surprised they're even um entertaining this whole idea right because everyone's talking about Tebow and they're not talking about Trevor Lawrence or they're not talking about the things they should be talking about uh especially with the schedule being released you know today and stuff like that and they're t- everyone's talking about Tebow, right? It's just not bringing the right publicity for your team and what you're trying to do with your team, right? You're thinking about the future. Is Tebow going to be with you for the future? Well, you talking about, is he going to make the team, right? Is he going to make the team? Like, I I just don't think that the the Jacksonville, the you know, or Urban, right? Because he's kind of, he's the one that's kind of probably leading this charge. He's not really thinking. They uh, didn't think it through all the way. He didn't think. think it through all the way. Um, He had to have known that the media was going to be all over this. Uh, but it, it's not the right attention. It's not attracting the right type of attention if towards your team that's possibly it's, on the up and up with the number one draft pick.
1: It's definitely the wrong attention that you're bringing to your team. Right. This 100%. Just- and especially already knowing Urban Myers baggage. Let's be real. Like, if you're a PR person for the Jacksonville Jaguars or you're an attorney or a lawyer or whatever it is that controls all this stuff, how are you not thinking about that already? Or are they, and that's why they're bringing in Tebow to try to quiet some of that other noise? Obviously, we're not in Jacksonville. We don't know what's talked about out there. We don't Jimbo. know how the media's out we gotta there. Hit we got we to hit a Jimbo, right? Jimbo. He's out there in about. Florida. Definitely. What they're talking about at the 7-Elevens. <laughs> Getting your <laughs>
0: morning coffee. What are you coffee? betting on today? Yeah. Uh,
1: um, but yeah, man. I mean, the whole T-Bow situation is sticky. I don't think he's going to make the team. I mean, that, that's basically all I'm saying.
0: And it was going to be all for nothing, right? It was going to be all for nothing. Like, thinking that you're this was going to be, like, positive attention, you know, to your team And it's it's not going to Definitely not
1: that type of attention. It's not going to
0: play out That you want It's not going to play out The way you want it to
1: Once again You are tuning in To Straight Bet Sports Here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network We are coming to you live From downtown Las Vegas, Nevada Jose V, Rob G, Quan 59 Hanging out with us In the studio As we do every single Wednesday night So NFL schedule You did talk about it You mentioned it Obviously yes, we're talking to Football right now We might as well Move into it I'll start with this Since I'm a New York Jets fan Then we can jump into Anything else that you want To talk about When it comes to the schedule I love the fact that the Panthers are going to play the Jets in week one, and here's why. I honestly hope that Sam Darnold comes out and just shreds the New York Jets defense and just makes them look ridiculous and shows him how much they should have kept him. Because I'm still going to stick with that no matter what. That's my opinion. Obviously, if it's not yours, cool. You don't got to ride with me. But they should have kept Sam Darnold. They should have kept Sam Darnold. You had good receivers coming out of college in this draft that you could have drafted with that second pick, but yet you got rid of him, didn't even give him a chance with a new coach, which is what upsets me even more because you had him with a guy in Adam Gase that has ruined the last two guys that he's had, and the previous one got better and got a contract in Tennessee, and that was the guy. So all I'm saying is that the Jets should have gave Sam Darnold one more shot with the new head coach that they got now. I like Salah. The guy, I I think he's legit. I think he's going to bring a new culture. I like waking up in the mornings and seeing the Facebook news conferences on the New York Jets page. It's awesome. You can see that he's ready to get out there and actually coach a real live game and be the guy. He jokes about sometimes being in in practice and the practices are over and he's running behind coaches because that's what he used to do when he was just a defensive coordinator. He's like, oh, wait, I'm the coach now. I got to get in front of everyone. You know what I mean? It's different. But again, they should have kept Sam Darnold.
0: They got a tough I, I, schedule. I'm looking at the schedule right now for the Jets.
1: I'm looking at it right now. They start off They start off with the Panthers. So let's see. Loss. They're going to play Tennessee. Loss. They're going to play the Bengals. Probably going to lose that one. They're going to play the Dolphins. I say we win. I always say we're going to beat the Dolphins. Mike, Mike <laughs> Dixon hates it when I say that, but true. Saints probably going to annihilate us. No way we beat the Bucks. No way we beat the Patriots. Falcons will probably beat us. The Colts are going to... We're You're probably gonna win. We're probably, gonna win. We're probably gonna win two games. That like ne- maybe one game. That's next a pretty game.
0: rough schedule. I mean, I know you obviously play the same. You play the you know the Patriots, uh, Miami, and uh, what the Bills. Uh, the Bills. So but- look,
1: playoff team. Playoff you got to Philly. You got to play Bowl New champ. Orleans. You got to play
0: Tampa Bay. Playoff team. You got to play Carolina to start, um, and then you got to play Tennessee, Atlanta. I, I, I see Atlanta on there. That's a maybe, maybe a W, depending on how they, you know, depending on what Atlanta we get, right? Yeah, but Atlanta right. always starts off. Well, I say always, but they start off usually hot, right? They get and then they just kind of crumble towards the end of the season. crumblina uh, Crumbolina, But that, that is a tough schedule.
1: Would it pop, What popped out to you more than anything on this schedule? Week one. Obviously, you got Cowboys Bucks. That's a big one. The
0: that's a big one. Um
1: Do you like that matchup? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not against it, but I'm just saying like do you think they should have put the Bucks in there with someone else or the fact that Dak's coming back from that and it's the Cowboys and you got Brady, you know what I mean, is is that you think that's good? From a good money matchup, perspective, right? it's the
0: best possible, right? It's the best possible. It's a, it's a standalone game, right? Which On a are,
1: betting perspective for sure too.
0: Uh yeah, from it's be a betting be, perspective, it's be a from a ratings, bet game, yeah, bro. from a ratings perspective, everyone's just, you know, chomping at the bit to make you know to, to everyone says you know most people say most sports bettors you know professional or not usually say nfl is my best is my best uh sport right yeah. <laughs> nfl is my best sport um th- but that's a great matchup to start uh you know my niners or our niners right got a little bit of a, a i hope a cake a little bit of a easy one in detroit lions to open the season um hopefully we start you know so you guys
1: start off in Detroit this year?
0: Yeah, we start off in Detroit. Okay. Jared we, go Philly. we got Green Bay, Seattle, obviously Arizona, Obviously, Indiana. Uh, we play the Bears. Um, play Jacksonville, right? We at play Jacksonville?
1: Jack- at Jacksonville. That's going to be an interesting uh, we game. We play watch.
0: the Vikings, Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher Jimbo and the Fisher. Vikings. Uh, we play at Tennessee. Houston's a, Houston's a who knows what's going to happen in Houston. Who knows what's going to happen in Green Bay too, right? Um, but I think
1: Rodgers is going to be there this year.
0: Deshaun Watson is not playing. No, yeah. Because
1: of everything going on, he's not going to play. They're probably going to put him on the commissioner's exempt list more than likely, if you think about it. So we obviously know what that situation is pretty much going to be. You can, I mean, I don't see Houston doing anything this year, if I'm being honest with you. You know what I mean? And it sucks because they have a great quarterback. If we're talking about the quarterback on the field, Deshaun Watson is an amazing talent, bro, if we're being real. And it sucks that if any of this crap is real, that's going on behind the scenes right now, it sucks because you have such a great talented young man that's just gonna throw it all away over nothing, bro. Nothing. I mean you see over his nothing. girl, his fiance or his wife, whatever. I mean, she's already banging. Like, if this is true, <laughs> what are you doing? You got another Tiger Woods situation over here, man. Put it in your pants. You right. You know what I mean? Keep it in your pants at that point, bro.
0: But Raiders open up Monday night, yeah. only solo Monday night game. It's been a while since we well, yeah, since we had a one, you know, usually we have two openers, right? We have a four, what up, like a four fifteen start and then an eight fifteen. Uh, or seven fifteen start and later uh, Raiders got the spotlight. Lamar Jackson coming to town. Uh, That's gonna
1: be so huge, man. It's
0: gonna be huge. Uh, I'm excited. I'm ready to make game? some money. Who wins that game? Uh, oh, line opened up. Baltimore minus three and a half. I okay. think it's still at three and a half. I like Baltimore. I mean, a, a lot of people are, are gonna see what the uh, what the what, remember what the Raiders did to the Saints. You know, week one and you know they they they. they Pretty much, they didn't control the whole game. I know the Saints took the lead to, to start the game, but they 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 took down the Saints in at home. And I think a lot of people are going to think that this is like a second homecoming. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a relaunch. Fans are going to be in the stands. You like got last this year.
1: type of big name name coming in. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got a
0: bit. Yeah, you got a playoff team coming in and Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And I, I think I like. I if I can get three, I think I would take the Ravens.
1: Obviously, that line is going to change depending on what the preseason holds.
0: Correct. So, How do you feel about the extra game? I love it because it's the Bears, right? So it's right. It's it's the Bears. So I I like that we got a good squad. We got a good traveling team coming in and stuff like that. Um, Justin Fields. Yeah. Might be on the field by then. So it's week five. I wish the game was a little later in the season, but it is week five. Um, Who knows what will be by then? Uh, Where the Bears will stand, right? Um, But depends how, you know, training camp goes and all that stuff like that. But I would love to see Justin Fields starting when he gets here. So we got, so we got, uh, uh Tua coming in week three, hopefully, if he's playing right. Which if he
1: probably will. He's yeah. gonna be the starter.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then uh you, you got you play, you know, at the Chargers and then uh and then, and then Chicago. And then you got Chicago coming in. So I, I hope Justin Fields is starting by then.
1: So yeah, notable week one games. Cowboys at Bucks Thursday night. Sunday, you got the Steelers at the Bills, Seahawks at the Colts, Sunday afternoon, Browns at the Chiefs. That's gonna be a good game. I think that'll be a really good game. Chiefs coming off the Super Bowl loss, obviously. Baker, Mayf- Baker Mayfield and the Browns probably trying to prove that they were legit. They're not just a fluke from last year after making the playoffs, right? Packers-Saints, we don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, so that's that's going to be a great matchup no matter what, I think.
0: It's going to be an interesting one to watch. It's going to be interesting, but it, it, it still feels like Breeze is going to be there, right? Who's going to be the starter, though? I go Taysom. Was it Taysom and... Uh, it's Taysom and Jameis. James
1: They're I- both there. They both got signed to stay i
0: think you got to take i think you well yeah we talked i think we talked about it like a few weeks ago where that that dual quarterback right like no no team really runs that dual quarterback and if someone's going to do it it's going to be sean payton right where you know not to say you rotate every player every you know but different series different looks you know we had what Jameis threw a a bomb against tampa in the playoffs or something like that yeah he threw a bomb for a 50-yard touchdown against the bucks in the playoffs so it's going to be interesting to see how they approach that on a on a weekly basis right uh, but it would be kind of cool to see a dual quarterback setup where, you know, Taysom comes in for some, you know, Lamar Jackson type, you know, uh, you know QB sneaks or QB runs or whatever. Uh, and then Jameis comes in for some throws.
1: I know I've been critical about Jameis. If you know me, I always talk crap. Mm-hmm. I say he's not a great quarterback. He shouldn't be a starter or any of this. But you just said a dual quarterbacks, so you don't really see it that much, right? Nobody really runs it. So normally dual quarterback systems don't work or they can fail or, or you can't have a problem, right? So what I mean by that, if anything right now, this is Jameis Winston's time to show what he really has. And this is his job to lose, in my opinion, because no disrespect to Taysom Hill. We know that he's not your typical prolific quarterback, right? The guy that can throw the ball, stand in the pocket, and he doesn't have the big arm. But we know he can run. He can bruise. He can give you that type of stuff. He's the dual guy. We understand that. It's like a that. Tebow. You I, I, mean? I get it's, that. It's like a Tebow. But if we're being real, Jameis is probably in the best situation of his career right now probably has the best coach he's ever had let's be real no disrespect to Bruce Arians I know he just won a Super Bowl and he, he, he was there for one year with Bruce but Sean Payton's pedigree and everything that he has behind and we know what he can do the offense that they have you now have Alvin Kamara behind you which you never really had a back like that when you were in Tampa let's be real you yeah. never really had that star super back like he does with Alvin Kamara the receivers are solid there as well
0: If he can't beat out Taysom Hill, you know, that's a a big problem. Exactly, You
1: can't beat this guy out at this point. How many
0: quarterbacks are begging at this point in their career, like you said, to be put in this type of situation where you're just getting handed the keys to a team that is, is playoff ready?
1: It's a Tom Brady situation. Look at Tom Brady. No disrespect to Tom either. He's great, but he walked into a great team already, too.
0: I don't want to say they were pieces, great, and even I, added pieces. They they were a good team. I don't want to say they were a great team. I mean, he obviously you know added so much to that team to put them where they were, uh, and, and obviously won a Super Bowl in his first year there. But like the Saints, we've been saying the Saints are going to go to the Super Bowl for what, like three years in a row now, yeah. right? So for you know someone you know that has had the opportunities that Jameis has had and to be in this situation like you said it's his it's his it's his uh what is a job to lose yep. right it, it's how many quarterbacks would love to be in this situation of being like damn I get to take over the Saints who are playoff ready like the the only person that was you know that that was older was is you know is Drew Brees everyone's everyone else is pretty much in their prime yeah um so it, it it's his spot to lose if they end up going with Taysom um I think it's I know I already said that Taysom is probably going to be their starter, um, but it's it, it's going to see it's going to be interesting how Peyton, you know, Tate is it going to become like a a Baltimore Ravens type offense, right? Or is he going to you know force him to throw more than they force uh, Lamar Jackson to throw? Right.
1: You know what I think? I'm just going to predict. Just throw something out there. If you're going to run a dual style quarterback situation in New Orleans, watch out for the Wildcat. And what I mean by that, remember what Miami did when they had Ronnie Brown back in the day. When They had um, um, Tony, the guy, the coach that they had with the Tony S- 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 Sperano or whatever the heck, mm-hmm. the guy with the bad eyes or whatever. They ran the Wildcat with a running back as their quarterback and it worked,
0: and they, they- kind of caught everyone off guard with it, correct? Right? It worked, correct?
1: So now he has to create something that's going to catch everyone off guard. We know the typical. Dual he's got, style. yeah, he's got to
0: reinvent it. He's got one year, right, before, you know, that's typically how it works. Like, you know, the, you, you catch everyone off guard with maybe a dual quarterback mm-hmm. setup, and then they get tape on you, right? And yeah. then they can actually, you know, then the, the greatest, you know, the great defensive minds can obviously, you know.
1: You got to keep adapting to it and then change and, yeah, it.
0: Yeah, they can, they, can, they can get that going. Mm-hmm. But so much has to go right uh, when you talk about doing a dual quarterback, when you're pulling uh, you know one quarterback in for a series and then moving another one like when you talk about like you know offsides 5 yard penalties here and there you know uh illegal motion so much so much has to go right for that to work um it, it almost has to be flawless because you're going to cost yourself uh some some big plays uh, when when you need when you need some short down yardage and and you get like an offsides because you know an offensive lineman is not used to the way that Jameis you know does the you know the height you know when they snap the ball versus the other way Taysom you know does his pre snap counts and reads and stuff like that so it needs to be a hundred percent flawless for if I were in Sean Payton to go with a dual quarterback because there's so much more that can go wrong than right in that type of scenario.
1: Once again, Rob G, Jose V. Quan five nine here in the studio. You are tuning to Straight Bed Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We got about nine minutes, Rob. So let's go ahead and jump into our final topic. More than likely, the Canelo fight. You and I both saw it. Um, I thought it was a great fight. I'm sorry, but the guy from the zone, I forgot his name. The guy that was doing the, the the you know, the celebrity scorecard or whatever they call it, the announcer scorecard. I don't know how you had Billy Joe Saunders winning that fight. If we're being honest. Billy Joe Saunders was not winning that fight. I'm not sure what you were watching or how much the zone or Eddie, or Eddie Hearn was trying to pump you up or pay you to get the fans hyped up on this leading into that. But if you were at my house, you saw the house party, you were watching the fight. Before the fight, someone asked me, I said, I probably think the eighth round. You know what I mean? It ended in the eighth round. After the eighth round, Billy Joe called it quits. I believe it was a good left hook that got him right in the eye and broke his orbital bone, right? Am, am I wrong?
0: It was the Great same shot. He kept throwing the Great same punch shot. over and over again, right? And it was honestly like... With Saunders just like kind of leaning down, putting his head down, and and he kept throwing that uppercut, and he kept same missing. Spot, yeah. It was the same spot. He hit, he landed a few times, but he kept most of the time missing and missing and missing. And then he knew it was gonna be there. And you know, in the in the in the post fight, you know, uh, interview, he was like, I could tell I broke his socket. You know, he's like, Oh, right, as I, soon I, as I hit him, I knew yeah, I could tell I broke it. Yeah, I broke his orbital bone. Hey, did um, you see what he told Eddie Hearn in the locker room right
1: after the fight? No, I didn't see that part. He, he goes, My friend, all my respects. I told you easy money. <laughs> he told us <his> right <laughs> it was so hilarious shook his hand went up to him and everything That fight was good.
0: It was a good um, fight. It was a good fight. It was um I, I don't want
1: one thing that I want to say though. For everyone that's out there cuz I've seen on social media and, and in general and in groups of people talking crap saying that that Billy Joe Saunders called it quits or that he couldn't hang or that other fighters are like oh I would have stood in there and kept going unless you've actually been in there and had an orbital bone broken which I've never had then you can't speak on that. Some guys are. It, it, it might that, that might give him another five years on his career. We don't know that he's doing what's best for him, and not only that. That was the first loss of his career. It's not like that's the fourth or fifth time that he's called it quits in a fight and said I'm out. You know what I mean? Galata. <laughs> Galata, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, even Lomachenko used to do that when he he went. Yeah, that's, that's when he called, when he freaking stopped him, No, Maschenko, you know what I mean? But I think that he got hit. It hurt. He felt it. The doctor knew it was broken. They knew it was done. Why continue at that point? Why why put yourself through more? People say that it's tough to quit on the stool.
0: Nah. It's tough to quit. It's it, you know I agree with you 100. If you if you're obviously worried about your health, it's your first loss first loss of your career. Um, it, it's just tough to you know it's almost like getting nutmegged. You know when you're when you're <laughs> when you're a goalie right yeah. in a big championship game. Um, but you know he he made that decision. They they stopped it. Um I think it was a great win by Canelo because you know leading I, I thought the fight was close. I, I didn't I had Canelo winning you know winning at that point. Um I didn't think it was you know 3 rounds by Sondra, uh, you know Sondra was up by 3 rounds. Yeah. It was a close fight. Sondra was coming on, right? I oh, had was, him
1: 5 rounds with 3. I was like, "What?"
0: Yeah, it was it that that fight was coming on, you know. Sondra was coming on in the middle rounds and um you know after losing the, you know, the initial, you know, what I think it was the first 3 to in, in, at least in my eyes, um but, you know, Canelo, you know, Canelo showed he, he's the best in the world right now. I don't I don't see anyone competing with him. I mean, I know they talked about. Um, so Plant, he needs to fight right?
1: Caleb Plant. If he fights Caleb Plant and beat him, I believe that's the final belt he's waiting for for the super welts for the super middleweight.
0: And then what Benavidez?
1: Well, no, but that's that. I mean, belt wise, he's he will unify every single. No, belt I know, that and it so. Yeah,
0: but that, but, but then, yes, and then what? Or right.
1: Andrade, Andrade was in the post conference. I don't know if you saw that talking crap to him. You know, they were going back and forth. You beat nobody, my friend. <laughs> <Just that. laughs> you beat nobody.
0: uh I think. I think.
1: I don't know. I just think that Canelo's on a whole nother level. I think the fact that he lost to Mayweather, Mayweather. I, I sound like a broken record. I keep saying over and over again was the greatest thing that could have ever happened to him. He's gotten better since then. I think he's going to continue. And I'm sorry pound for pound there is nobody best in the sport right now that's just my opinion i wish opinion. i could
0: see mayweather in his prime versus this canelo in his prime cuz that's what canelo's in his prime oh, right now that would be great that would be great I, w- I would i i i would maybe possibly lean towards canelo in that fight it it would but it's it's tough it's tough, it's to, call. tough to call we're not going to see it so
1: so real quick i'm just going to mention this lights went down 3-1 they were losing the game to sacramento one nothing got a penalty call, tied it up and then gave up two more goals, and the rest is history. They got two more games on the road before they come home. Big shout-out to Electric Company out there at the horse trailer hideout tonight. We appreciate you guys for having us last week. It was a fun time. Hopefully, we can do it again. All right, Rob, real quick, one minute. We got to get out of here. We're out in about four. Oakland A's are approved to relocate. I think it's just a smokescreen for them to get the city of Oakland and the government to finally push through and say, hey, we're going to approve the waterfront stadium. I don't see them coming to Vegas, even though I think it would be amazing. But also keep in mind, guys, we just built a minor league stadium. If that happens, the Aviators got to go. I don't see them tearing down that stadium. And they even said it before. We didn't build this in, in hopes of remodeling it or making it bigger. It cannot be converted into an MLB stadium. So in my opinion, I don't see it happening. What do you think, Rob, real quick?
0: I don't see it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you that, you know, it's just it's just to kinda, you know, light a fire under Oakland to get that to get that stadium built, uh, or to get, you know, whatever re- whatever you gotta do, right, to keep that team because you already lost the Raiders, right? And just you know, I know the A's uh they're typically in the hunt almost every year. Decent um, team. Yeah, they're a decent team, but if you lose the MLB team and then right after losing your 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 Raiders, the Raiders not it's not a good look. Um, you know, you're taking away a lot from the city that people, you know, travel to that. You know, a lot of people just go to the A's games to see the Yankees, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. they'll go there because it's a little bit cheaper to go watch those type of games. But yeah, it's it's not going to be a good look for Oakland. And and who's going to want to move there, right? Say, yeah. say everyone moves out, right? Say everyone moves out. Who's, who's That's not a destination. You might as well just call it quits and say, this is it, we're just going to have uh, the Warriors, which is a big attraction. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they'll ever lose the Warriors. But uh who's gonna wanna relocate there, right? With 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 what they had going so on and what they leave. lost. Nobody. Nobody's gonna wanna relocate. It's not like it just opens up as a destination now, right? It's just done. You're not you're not you're not gonna be able to go back on that. You're gonna look to the IFL.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff tonight, man. I wanna give a big shout out once again to Destiny Slocum, rookie for the Las Vegas Aces, and Emma Cannon from the Las Vegas Aces as well for joining us. Big shout out to John Jiggy Maxwell media relations director over at the las vegas aces for hooking us up we greatly appreciate you guys so before we get out of here i guess one quick final thought man so been going through a lot lately personal not going to get into all that what it is and what it isn't but the only thing that i can tell you is that appreciate what you have appreciate everything that you have sometimes you don't know what you have and what's in front of you until you lose it some of us think we know it all and, and we can do it all and we can control everything but yet we can't Some of us are just trying to be tough and trying to be strong and don't want to show our weaknesses at times because we think we are that person. Don't be the person that ends up being out late night, not knowing what's going on, feeling lost, feeling lost in the darkness, saying, man, I wish I had that back. Man, why didn't I appreciate what I had when I had it? Some of us have a lot more than others, but yet we don't realize it until it's gone. Some of us feel we have no purpose in life until we find that purpose. There's a purpose for everything. You woke up this morning and put on your socks. You woke up this morning and put on your clothes. You woke up this morning and brush your teeth. All of that has a purpose, and it happens for a reason. Appreciate what you have now and never let it go. For Rob G, Quan59, Jose V, this has been another episode of Straight Bet Sports here on the Guerrilla Cross Radio Network. Till next week, we're going to have Kevin Kruger in the studio, UNOV head coach. Not in studio on on, on video, sorry. What? Got to throw that in there. We out. Peace. Peace.